This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Sterling Shea with Barron's, and thanks for joining for our advisor live call, which is going to be part of our weekly new newsletter series, The Way Forward. This week, we're going to be talking to Ron Carson, CEO and founder of Carson Wealth Management, which is a multi-billion dollar independent wealth management firm based in Omaha, Nebraska. Ron, thanks for joining us. Sterling. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's really good to hear your voice. It's great hearing just familiar voices. You know, it's uh, this this thing, you know, you don't realize how, how, ma- how many times you interact with people in person every day. And all of a sudden now it's through the phone or through the video. Yeah, I know. And, and you're a gregarious guy by nature. How are you? Uh, how are you managing through social distancing? Uh, you know, pretty well. I got a good um, warm up to it. I had uh, I'd had two knee surgeries, you know, right before this all broke. So I was at home for six weeks, you know, prior to that. Um, and uh, uh, so the the quarantine was going well. And now just getting used to not, you know, in Nebraska, it's a little easier. We only have six people in the whole state. <laughs> well, I'm sure you also got a head start on uh, setting up your home office. Yeah, you know, that was the thing that was really cool is when we decided to move it, we were early and moving it. We're on week three of having everybody work from home. Our team was able to deploy, you know, pushing 300 people, you know, to work remotely virtually night. And I uh, was really proud of them. I said, gosh, how, did you see this pandemic coming? They go, no, we're worried about tornadoes. <laughs> I go, well, it works just the same. You know, we're, we, uh, they were able to deploy and, and uh, it's been great because I've been really pleasantly surprised how well the business has run, you know, from uh, having everybody work remote. Yeah, I want to get into that. Um, you know, we've been talking to a few advisors recently. And uh, one of the questions that we're asking is, uh, you know, what are you, what are you saying to clients? What's the rhythm that you've uh, developed in terms of your interaction? What are they what are they worried about? What are they thinking? And how are you responding to them? One of the benefits from work, I just had a, a red fox run right in front of my window here. So there we go. Um, is, you know, clients are, uh, it, you know, I really compared it to the financial crisis. Um, in the financial crisis, clients were pissed. They just weren't sure who to be pissed at, right? It was like, you know, something's not right here. I'm upset, subprime mortgage, all of that. And, and, you know, sometimes they didn't blame the advisor. Sometimes they blame the advisor. This time around, clients are very accepting. It's like they realize that there's no one in the world is really to blame for this. We're all in this together. Uh, but what do we do to maximize an opportunity? I would say that's more than anything. It maybe concerns me a little as everybody, you know, if you, if you think about it, Sterling, every, I've been doing this for 40 years, every single past event in retrospect looks like a huge missed buying opportunity. Mm. And every event that we're in is one that is to be avoided at all costs because this time is different. Mm. <laughs> well, this time, I'm not so sure I'm getting this time is different. It's like everybody's coming in saying, this has to be a massive opportunity. What should we be doing? That, I guess, concerns me just to hear because it's, it's, it just never is quite that easy. 
Yeah, and uh, I'm sure they're anxious anxious about how long this is gonna this is gonna last. I wish I I okay I maybe it's because of where I'm at. Um, I talk to people every day, Sterling. There's still a there's still a pretty strong opinion out there that this thing's going to be done in the next you know six weeks. You know, here we are, uh, end of March, mm-hmm. and. Um, I even saw Leon Cooperman on CNBC last Friday. He was talking about how he thought the end of April we'd all be, you know, getting our lives back to normal. And I, for one, have no idea, you know, how long this is going to last. And and but I I can tell you this: I think clients are expecting it to be a fairly quick rebound. They think it's going to be you or it's going to be um, uh, a V. And I hope they're right. They're taking an old. Uh, um, you know, quote from Bezos, he says, I'll disagree and commit, but hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And it just, it feels to me like it's going to be, it's going to be more drawn out and be a bigger impact. And I think a lot of us think, and I'm, not, and I'm a very positive person, but I tell my clients, they don't pay me to be a bear or a bull. They pay me to be a realist mm-hmm. and protect their downside. How do you put the market volatility into context for them? So, one thing we've been consistent at, and we always lead with planning at Carson. So we, first of all, we've said, let's look at the great planning things you can do right now, like a Roth IRA conversion, setting up a GRAT, you know, with, with interest rates virtually being at zero. So one of the things that assuming they had their risk budget right, that's one thing we hit hard on is like, if we get the risk budget right, and we've done a lot of recasting for people to look at what kind of impact is this going to have? And mm-hmm. most are pretty like surprise ago, it doesn't, it really doesn't have a huge, huge impact. Now, if this continues, things are down 50% for a long period of time, that'll be different, but they, it's able to put them into context. And then we look at, here's, here's what you can do that you couldn't have done a year ago that worked. You have a concentrated stock position, you can diversify today because you've got some unrealized what tax losses we can take. There's some swapping that can be done if you're down and you have the inappropriate risk tolerance somewhere else. Take the loss, come over, let's reset with whatever your your risk budget you feel comfortable with. But if people have their risk budgets right going in, we're uh, we're finding we're getting very few calls. People are really in a different mood than they were during the financial crisis. But here I will tell you, Sterling, is that – People want to know what's being done, what's being thought about behind the scenes. We're coming out here this week with a special opportunity fund because people want to know what are equities, you know, should I be buying Boeing today? Well, I don't know. Is the government going to be a huge equity owner? It's kind of hard to figure out. So we're, we're launching both. Uh, we'll be a, a hedged and an unhedged version of our special opportunities fund because people want to know who's going to benefit you know, on the other side of this. So we're getting a lot of calls on that. Our alternatives, you know, that's why we had them, have performed exactly as advertised or expected in this environment. But people are really paying attention to what is my downside risk and 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 how much further could it go? And so that's a, that's a question that investors are asking today. And they want to see their advisor has an opinion on, hey, what am I doing? When this thing turns, what should it look like? And what should I be in, doing today to benefit me and my family from the market volatility. Mm. Are you making any shifts in the way you approach uh, fixed income right now? We're hearing that from a lot of people. Massively. Um, our, you know, so we had we were using treasuries, munis, corporates, high yields, 
And, you know, basically the, you know, there's no return in treasuries today. Right. Corporates are crazy as well. So we're actually in the midst, um, uh, we're going to be launching some new strategies mm-hmm. um, next week. that are all around uh, re- redefining and retooling our fixed income offering. So the answer is yes. That's been a, that's been a number one priority for us the last few weeks. Wow. That's, that, that's interesting. Can I ask kind of a related question? Are you interacting differently or leveraging in a different way uh, any of the relationships or information you get from from third-party managers we are um, and you know the you know the the major players out there um, the black rocks the pemcos and you know I think a lot of people hear those names and they go oh they're just massive big box kind of retailers that what could I get from them and th- and they are at that but they also have an amazing amount of technical information if you want to take the time to go deep with these partners they can really help you out and that's what we've done you know pemco's been good at, and blackrock both have been we and really all of our partners have been fantastic through this um uh, and you know this this is a good thing in this awful thing that's blanketing our world is you know, locally, our team, our communities are coming closer together, mm. um, and and even with our partners, I'd say we're closer. And I think it's w- one of the good things is this country needs to be brought closer together. And if it can do that, you know, that'll be a major positive. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, let's shift a little bit. I want to hear about how you're managing the interaction with your team, with everyone from a, a work from home format. One thing I know uh, about Carson Wealth, you guys are a, a tight knit group, and uh, I'm sure this has been quite an adjustment to having everyone uh, decentralized. Uh, what surprised you? about the interaction you've had with your team in a work from home format. Yeah. Okay. So we, every day, so every morning we kick off with um, my leadership team. We have an eight 30 um, call. No, first of all, we kick off Carson every morning at seven 30 for all of our partners. Our advisors are on. And that that's been the case for years, for more than a decade. We have a seven 30 call. Now we roll into our eight 30 call, which is, um, our leadership group, which was doing an in-person huddle, you know, back in uh, HQ, now it's being done remotely. I've been on a thousand Zoom meetings, which, by the way, we love Zoom. <laughs> we'll shout out for Zoom. Not that they need it; their stocks going straight up, right? Um, but uh, I would say we've had—I've even had more interactions, Sterling. As crazy as this says, I mean, I'm on—I'm on these Zoom calls all day. And interaction's been fantastic. And I've been doing um, that with our partners. We do a weekly all-partner call. I do a weekly um, virtual happy hour. We had uh, 260 on last Friday for my (laughs) virtual happy hour. And tons of great questions. People just want to connect. There's a lot of people that are out there that are super lonely, that have one kid. He's here from uh, Minneapolis. He interned. He's had... he t- took a full-time job. I mean, he's in a 700 square foot apartment downtown and he, you know, other than our Carson family, he has nobody right in town. So those are the kind of people I really worry about. And we're making a, an extra effort to reach out and stay connected with them. Yeah. It's one thing I wonder about is how do you preserve and, and uh, develop culture during uh periods like this? What are the extra special touches you can make to just make your team feel that what they're doing is really appreciated? 
we are we are going out of our way to um, to touch people, and we've even empowered our team. Um, Sterling, I came up with something myself called the Buddha Fund, and anybody they know that's struggling, mm-hmm. I want you know we want to find a way to try to help them. So within their neighbors, so I think that's been good is charging them with. We know your situation is is not ideal, but you're in pretty good shape. Look around and see where there are areas that people really need help. And until that help gets there from our government, it's Carson, let's find a way to help those people. That's been good. Another thing that's been unintended is we have our new corporate headquarters going up. Yeah. Deals started coming out of the ground about three weeks ago. So there's all kinds of pictures flying around of our corporate headquarters. I think that makes them feel good because we've been spread out in many different locations for a long time now. And so I think they're like, hey, by the time this all is over, we're going to be moving into our new corporate headquarters. So I think that mentally is helping and then charging them with, we want to have local. We're going to have community, you know, local, national, global impact. Well, here's the time to really focus on our our community impact that we can have uh, with our neighbors. Well, I'm sure that's something that just also increases community engagement, uh, but really motivates your, your team to, to get involved. It does. Yeah. yeah. What's the challenge, though? What would you say in all of this since, you know, now we're in our two and a half weeks into this kind of sequestering? Uh, what's been the hardest part for you? For me personally, there for a while, I wasn't, because I'd mentioned I'd been at home for six weeks getting over these knee surgeries. Um, I'd gotten into a rhythm where I didn't move. I kind of got, I went from one spot to another. I did calls, I did conference calls. And then about noon or two or three, I was feeling awful. So one of the things I started doing is getting up and getting ready as though I had a full day, even if I didn't have a full day of meetings. So that that's felt good. Um, taking some time away and turning off the TV. I've been doing my daily meditation, breath work, um, and just really reaching out and connecting with people that um, are that I think might you know might need just someone to talk to has been really helpful. But getting into a kind of a blah rut is really something. We need to be really careful about because we're I think we're just getting started. This has a long ways to go. Mentally, it's been a challenge for me too. I mean, I'm a person that's used to being on the go all the time and yeah. you know, and now I move between here. Luckily I have our hunting lodge we can go up to. There's nobody, you know, up there. Um, so we really spending time between here and there with the family, playing tons of games. I mean probably have had dinner with my kids more in the last three weeks and maybe I'd had in the last 12 months. Mm. Um, Cause pretty much every night, there are a couple meals a day. <laughs> I go back to another business question. Are, are you hearing any outreach from uh, new families or new potential clients? One of the things that, that we've wondered about uh, while this is going to be a great opportunity for really good advisors to strengthen their relationship with uh, the families with, with whom they're working. Uh, we also think more broadly that mediocrity is going to get exposed and advisors who uh, were perhaps buoyed by a, a decade of uh, very beneficial equity market tailwinds uh, never developed that, that deeper relationship uh, are, are being exposed. Are, are, are you seeing any kind of veins of new business emerge from this? 
our our new business is through the roof, Sterling. I hate to, oh. in a way, I hate to say it, but I mean, we're, we're our our inflows are up fivefold from what they were this time last year. Hmm. Um, eighty, almost eighty two percent of our partner offices are showing record net. Uh, net asset inflows. And I think you're right. I mean, people are really able to separate. There's a saying that I heard years ago, and I think about it all the time is time will promote you or expose you. Mm. And Buffett's also said, you know, when the tide goes out, you can see who's wearing a bathing suit. I think the tide's going out. We're definitely, if you don't have a value, if your, if your value proposition was, I can outguess what the market's going to do, you're in big trouble. If your value proposition is, I don't know, but I'm going to get your risk budget right and we're going to do intense planning and find lots of little ways to add value, you're killing it right now. You know, there's really, there's really a di- you know, a dichotomy of 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 value propositions. Looking deeper, you know, or, uh, before we came into this current situation, were there things you were doing to help accelerate the referral process? We were, and we're still doing it. Um, we're, you know, one of the things that that we've always been top of mind with our clients, but when we can do things like. Um, and I can go through uh, the you know rolling out you know legal docs, being able to manage their you know participants 401k now for them you know through technology. There's lots of things that we're still rolling out that we know are making the consumer's life simple, and and um, making the complex easy is what we do at Carson, and and that that innovative streak of of what we do is actually accelerating Sterling. We have more time. People aren't traveling to work. They're not traveling to conferences. I would say as an organization, we're getting GSD. We're getting more stuff done now than we've ever gotten done. And even the team's been commenting on just how they've been able to put their heads down and focus. Mm. Uh, so I expect a lot of the, uh, what we had on our, the drawing board to, to, to more of it will even get done this year because of COVID-19. Well, all that growth, though, is going to result in a need for for uh, increased infrastructure. How are you going to approach uh, onboarding, recruiting, and uh, hiring uh, in this kind of virtual world that we found ourselves in? So our transformation process, when we bring on an organization, we were like, well, how's this going to work? Because we're normally sending teams out. And Lance Hunt, who is our chief um, transformations officer, has said, we're finding ways to do it even better, uh, which is cool. We did, Sterling, you know, we sell an offering to partners, and we've always brought those in through um in person every month here to Omaha. We just did our, we call them OPE, Omaha Partner Experience. We just did our first VPE, Virtual Partner Experience last week where everybody dialed in. We had all of our subject matter experts dial in and present and it went really well. So we're finding, we're we're finding newer, better ways of doing business than, uh, than ever. Wow, that's great. Uh, I suppose that translates to the way you put out your content. Uh, you guys have always been forward thinkers in regards to uh, the importance of content distribution and, and putting your message out there. Uh, are you stepping that up? Have you have you you know had any significant shifts in the way you think about the content you're putting forth as a firm? We have, um, you know, uh, Jed Mackerel, Kim Mackerel, who really. Our, our marketing gurus at Carson, 
Um, they've done it. We put out a record amount of content, but we are noticing people are getting tired of webinars. And so we're, we have something new that we're working on where we can really come into having these virtual experiences online. So Sterling, more on that later. I don't want to take their their uh, thunder away from them. But I'd say as an organization, we're finding lots of new and interesting ways to interact and connect with people. Um, And this new idea that Kim and Judd had, I think is really cool. So you'll hear more about that soon. Great. Well, Well, we'll all keep our eyes open for that. All right. Well, Ron, we appreciate you sharing all this insight and information with us. Uh, can you send us out with maybe an actionable idea that you might offer to the to the listeners and uh, how to how to manage through this situation that we all find ourselves in? Yeah, I'll give you a couple. One, um, when a client calls and says, "How are you doing?" And before you get all warm and go, my clients care so much about me um, that they don't even care about how they're doing. And when a client asks you how you're doing, they're really asking, how am I doing? Because if you're doing okay, I'm doing okay. So when you answer, answer with confidence, conviction, enthusiasm, because this too will pass. And also there's an excellent opportunity to show planning ideas because most advisors are on their heels right now just struggling to communicate when you can reach out and be proactive and say here's two things very specifically you can do because this is a gift this environment's giving you uh that's a that's a game changer and when you talk to a client say hey what's on your mind what are you what 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 are you thinking about today it's not a are you worried do you need anything it's a question that requires an answer what's on your mind you'll be surprised at the direction the conversation might go. Wow, that's terrific, Ron. Well, good luck. Uh, we'll keep our eyes out for some uh, unique new content coming from uh, Carson Wealth. Uh, you being well and, and keep in touch, okay? Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thank, thank you, Sterling. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.